to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. Continuing with the brand new series titled Thought Therapy, Bishop Clark uses the book of Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2 as the background scripture for part 1 of the message, Transform Your Thinking. The passage of scripture that I read for you to lay down this track uh, as a backdrop to the word of God is very powerful. We've heard it many times. I urge you, Paul said, to the brethren or to the church members in view of God's mercy. The King James reads like this. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God in view of God's mercy. I want you to get this because. When God's mercy is present, we should be able to do anything. And so what he's about to tell you, what he's about to suggest that we do, what he's about to suggest that we do is tied to the mercies of God. It is impossible to present your body unto God as a living sacrifice without total trust and reliance on the mercy of God. Everything that God has called his people to do should not just be done through willpower. We need to understand that we need God to help us to fulfill it, to correct it, and to do it. It's very important that we understand that, that we have an understanding of the need for God's presence in everything we do. God didn't just come to save us. God comes to keep us safe, and we need him to help us to transform anything. It is not by my own effort and my own power that I'm able to do spiritual things. I can only do it as he gives me strength. Glory to God. And so Paul says, I beg you, I urge you. Therefore, I urge you. Therefore, I urge you uh, by the mercies of God or in view of the mercies of God to offer, to present, to offer your body a living sacrifice holy and acceptable or pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And so as we worship God today, it is not just the lifting of the hands. Tomorrow we must present this flesh to the Lord. We must present all of us to God, the way we think, the way we move, the way we feel. Everything about us needs to be laid out before the Lord as a living sacrifice. Not a dead sacrifice, not the sacrifices that we experienced in the Old Testament. This is a living sacrifice, not a dead hallelujah, dead glory to God, dead praise, but a living, squealing, effervescent praise. The lifting of one's hands, being, being very, very free in your worship, undignified as it were. <laughs> I know we're in a time now where we hear people, it didn't take all of that. Well, you don't understand this. A living sacrifice led before the Lord. One or two things are happening on the stage. Either the altar is a place of sacrifice or the stage is a place for performance. 
And right now we got a lot of performance that's going on. It's a stage for performance, but it's really not about performance. It's about the sacrifice. Actually, to get up this morning and come to the house of the Lord, I had to drag a praise in here. Glory to God. My praise was trying to push back on coming to the house of the Lord. It was too early. It was too early to get up. But God says, I want you to present it, to drag it in here. It's trying to pull back, but you drag it in and offer it. Amen. Two pedestrians walking across the street on Malabar Road ran over last night, killed. Ran over, just walking across the street. Somebody ran over them. They're laying in the street. When I was leaving here on my way home, cop cars everywhere. I have a right to praise him, but I ought to praise him because I'm still here. The enemy tried to destroy me, but I'm still here. The enemy tried to kill me, but I'm still here. And because I'm here, whatever I need to do to drag my praise into the house of the Lord to present it, I'm willing to do so. In light of God's mercy, what do you mean? Because God had mercy on me. I crossed the street too. And nobody ran me over. I've come very close to some severe accidents. But God brought me out. I was even in an accident. And I came out unscathed. And I have to give him glory. And you know that you've come through some things. Driving from Atlanta, Georgia. I woke up right before I ran into a semi truck. I just woke up like someone shook me. One more second I could have been a statistic. And every time I see someone laying in the street or I see someone perish, I have to take a moment and say, God, it is by the mercy of God that I'm in the house of the Lord. And I'm not going to be stoic with my praise. I'm going to lift up my hands and I'm going to give you the glory. There's nobody like the Lord. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I have to drag that praise in anyway and give him the glory. All you got to do is look over your shoulder and you'll understand mercy. I don't know how I got out of that stuff. Don't know how God delivered me out of these things and these traps in my life. But I'm standing today and I must give him the glory. Paul said you need mercy if you're going to present this body as a living sacrifice. Then he goes on to say do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. I want to cease and stop the confirmation, the, the conforming uh, to the pattern of this world. It's very easy to do it. If you want praise, if you don't understand mercy, believe me, you're conforming to the pattern of this world. It is the spirit of Antichrist that's in the world and he's seducing God's people to say it don't take all of that. You don't need to do that. You're smart. You're educated. That's what they used to do in the old church, but we're the modern church. No, it took it then and it's going to take it now. Mathematics was needed then and it's needed now. Good parenting was needed then and it's needed now. And praise was needed then and is needed right now. And if you refuse to understand the mercy of God or you push back on the things of God or putting this flesh before God, laying it on the altar, you're conforming to the pattern of this world. This world is in a fallen state, believe me. 
If you're only watching the stock market and watching what's going on as it relates to capitalism and you don't see what's happening underneath the soil, you don't see the dark side of that. Why would everybody want to grab the United States? Why would they want to cross rivers to get here? Why would they want to break laws? Obviously, things aren't going well in these countries. El Salvador. Why would people want to leave El Salvador? What's happening right now with the blackout? What's the, what country is that right now? Uh, Venezuela? Venezuela got all of the oil, but corrupt governments. The whole nation dark. No food. People all in the street. It's easy to sit back and say, I don't need to praise God if you're in America. But out of six billion in the world, we're only 350 million. You ought to give God praise that you're here. That you got the right to be okay, laid back, you know what I'm saying, cool and calm and collective when the whole world is shaking all around us. It's shaking. It's shaking at its core. It's shaking at the core. Venezuela is crying right now. The people are screaming. North Korean, North, the, the North Korean people are screaming right now. They can't scream loud lest they get killed and slaughtered. And we in American coast, we don't work, we get a check. I got to get my check. My check don't come in till the first. In many countries, there is no check. None. Nothing coming from the government. Nothing coming from the state to say we're going to help. No social security. Amen. We have something to give him praise for. Just take a look all around you. Do a demographic of some of these nations and what's happening in the borders of these nations. And you'll begin to see. I need to drag some praise up in here. You can complain all day, but listen to me. There's a lot going on. Every time I fly back into the country, I get down. I go home and get on my knees and say, Lord, I thank you for the Americas. I give you praise. Even coming out of Canada, this was amazing. You're coming out of Toronto, you walk through the airport, there's a Statue of Liberty in Toronto, and she's standing there. And as soon as you pass her, you're in American soil. That's how they consider it. Even when you're still in Toronto, but when you pass that American flag with your passport, they consider you to be home. And you'll see people standing in line and say, by God, they're able to get there real easy. They don't have to stand in line. Just show that passport and keep moving. And everybody's standing there with bags trying to get in. Get out of the nation. You'll begin to see what I'm talking about. You fly into New York, man, coming out of the Middle East or coming out of Israel or Egypt or whatever. And when you get there, you start seeing people standing in line trying to get, okay, then one person say, well, you don't have all of your documents. I can't go back. What are you talking about? Here's my passport. No, it's out of date. Not talking to them nice, glory to God. And you begin to see how wonderful it is to be here. But we're only 350, 30 million out of six and a half billion people on the face of the earth. The earth is groaning. And we need to not be conformed to this world. But be transformed, the scripture says. It's right there. Be transformed by the renewing. Of what? Your mind. We like to transform our looks. We like, like tummy tucks. We like to get facelifts. Nip tucks. But we need to change the mind. Nip tuck your mind. 
tummy tuck the mind. You need alteration inside of you, not outside of you. That's not going to change your heart. Can the church say amen? amen? Thank you, God. By the renewing of your mind, look at, the, look at this. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's perfect will is. Uh, the same uh, verse, verse 2, uh, in the New Living Translation reads like this. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. How many of you know that if you're a copy, you can never be a, an original? But it's, you, you'll be surprised how many people copy everybody else. They see a Rastafari wearing, wearing dreadlocks. They say, I like that. So what men do now is say, I'm going to wear dreadlocks. And if that's what you want to do, do it. That's, but you need to make sure you're doing it because you want to do it and not because your favorite artist is doing it. You don't even understand where it comes from. The dreadlock comes from the Rastafari. Do you even understand the religion? Do you understand where it came from? Uh, who is the Rastafari? Actually, after Bob Marley became a Rastafarian, then everybody in the world wants to wear dreadlocks. But do you understand the religion? You want to change your hair, okay? But do you understand what you're mimicking or what you're copying? Have you ever thought about it? Okay? You want to think deeper and be deeper when you're dealing with issues. Notice the word. Do not copy the behavior and custom of this world. It's easy to copy if you're not an original. We have a copy machine all of the time. It is not designed to be a, an, a, a uh, designer's original. It was formed to copy. And it stays in one place. It never goes anywhere. It just spits out copies of whatever we put in it. And some people are like a copy machine, a Xerox, throwing out stuff, but it's not an original. I am, and I believe you are, a designer's original, which simply means God took time to design you. He even gave you a specific fingerprint, and if you look deeper, you'll see that he gave you a specific life print. And he wants you to be different at the same time, not conformed into the patterns of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of your mind to be a part of the body of Christ. And the whole body needs to be unified so we can change things in this world. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you might prove. Do not copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It's right there in the text. Let God transform you into a new person. How? By changing the way you think. For years, the church has told people that you must change your dress. No earrings, no makeup, long dresses. You're not a Jezebel. I used to hear that preached all of the time. Jezebels wear earrings. What? We already came out of bondage. The church is not supposed to put bondage on you. you want, God wants you to look nice. God wants you to look pretty. How, why would a man wear a suit but have you looking like you don't know where you came from? 
What kind of church is that? Who's going with that? Nobody's going with that. That's not even scriptural. The Bible says that a woman should not wear what, well, that which pertains to a man, yes. But back then, men didn't wear pants. Wore like a gown. So you can't say pants is wearing what a man, yeah. What are we talking about? I lost 30 people almost the first year when we moved in this facility because people didn't like praise team members wearing pants. Our culture's already messed up. Oh, yeah, man, he's desecrating the house. Letting, why would he let those women stand up there with pants on? What are you talking about? We're not going to strip them and, and make them act like they're not even in the world. You could be in the world, but not of the world. Wear your pants. Just don't wear them too tight. Come on, man. You're messaging, distracting folk. Come on. Come on, we are real men in here. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all don't want to talk? Come on, come on, come on. You can wear your pants. Just, why it's got to be skin tight? I'm really trying hard. I'm trying. I'm trying hard. <laughs> and brothers... We need to understand, even if they're tight, you can still can control yourself. Amen. Amen. We're not going to put all of the bondage on women and you act like you can't control your head. What did David say? I made a covenant with my eyes. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're not going to have our women walking around like that and you can do whatever you want to do. Bible says it like this, but let God transform you into a new person by changing what? The way you think. That's how the real transformation happens in your head. Not body first, mind first. Thank you, God. And then the message Bible, I love it. This is powerful. Don't become a well-adjusted, so well-adjusted to your culture. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture, to the Americas. To this society that you fit into it without even thinking don't become so accustomed to this world to this culture that you fit into it without even using your mind you just flow right right with the flow of what's going on in the world scripture says instead fix your attention on God Instead, fix your attention on God. Instead, fix your attention on God. Seek first the kingdom. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Readily recognize what he wants from you and not slowly respond to it quickly respond to it if you want to be transformed when you recognize something that needs to be done do it then never procrastinate with uh, transformation because when you procrastinate your transformation warps God gives you a grace when he gives you the word the day you hear my voice harden out your heart when you hear the word he gives you grace to change but if you wait now your transformation will be warped it'll lose its timing and God wants you to move with his timing. So move quickly when it's time to transform. When I was a young preacher, 
uh, my pastor, uh, there was a group of, of leaders and they were asking for all of the ministers in the city to come to this extravaganza for young preachers. And they were letting the young preachers preach. Get up. You got 15 minutes. Go for it. And they were taking the mic. Ah, yellow. No teaching, no development, hadn't studied anything, no foundation, but just the Lord. The Lord told me and so and so and so and so. No teaching at all. But my pastor said, I don't want you to go. Now, instead of saying, why don't you want me to go? You trying to hold me back? This is my season. I didn't even think that way. I changed my mind. As soon as my pastor said, I don't want you to go, what I did in my mind is say, I'm not going, so what do I do next? Instead of trying to question the pastor's authority. So transformation of submission or what submission brings to you, if you get a command, if you get and eat it or someone in authority gives you something to do, instead of fighting with it, when you hear the word, shift with it immediately so you'll have the ability to transform. I didn't know that God was preparing me when she said no to me. He was preparing me to do what I'm doing today because I've had a lot of no's in my life. Not a lot of yeses. And God prepared me how to handle, prepared me to handle the word no. Even in Christ. A lot of people think Jesus wants you to do it. Go to the next level every week. Sometimes you'll say wait. Glory to God. People got a problem with waiting. What do you mean? What about waiting? What do you mean? Explain that to me. <laughs> waiting is waiting. Those that wait on the Lord, he will renew your strength. Wait, I say on the Lord. Thank you, God. I like hankies. <laughs> Y'all getting mad at me. Be real when you preach. You don't have to be some superhuman. You have to be something that you're not. Be natural. Let God use you. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Now I'm ready to teach. Our minds are so well adjusted to the culture that we fit into it without even thinking. So why do we need to transform our thoughts? Fix your attention on God and his kingdom and all other things will be added to you. I don't know if we spend enough time as baby believers on rethinking a thing or transforming the thought. I think we need more time in our best class. Actually, we're looking at a discipleship group for new believers. And that is, you're just getting saved. You're not rooted and grounded. You need to be with the senior leader for a while. And we need to teach you how to really gain control over your thoughts. You're just coming out of the world. And it's, some, it's very difficult to cut those tendencies off. If you can gain control over the way you think, it's easier for you to be transformed within and then without. It starts within and then it works broadly outwardly to bring you to an authentic transformation. Transformation always starts within and then works itself all out. That's authentic transformation. Anything else is a cover up. We try to work from the outside. I got to change my life. Got to change my life. No, no, no. Change your thoughts and you'll change your life. Change the way you think inwardly and you'll change your life. Change the way you feel about women and you'll change your life. Change the way you feel about relationships 
and you'll change your life. Forgive. That's inward. Then you'll change your life. Bishop Merton and Pastor Sabrina Clark, along with the Trim Nation, invite you to celebrate Easter Sunday 2019 with us at one of our three services. Our first celebration service begins at 5.30 in the morning at Castaway Point Park, 2990 Bay Boulevard Northeast in the city of Palm Bay, Florida. This first service of our three-service celebration is an intimate encounter with the risen Christ. From inspirational a cappella worship and praise to powerful reflections and revelations from the scriptures dealing with the resurrection of Jesus Christ by Bishop Merton Clark, this first of three services is a great way to start your day of celebration and praise. After this service and a continental breakfast at our main campus, join us for our 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. service or join us for both. You can expect high praise along with intense worship, phenomenal fellowship, and a powerful word taught by our pastor teacher, Bishop Merton L. Clark. Bishop Merton and Pastor Sabrina Clark, along with the Trim Nation, invite you to celebrate with us Easter Sunday, 2019, 5.30 a.m. at Castaway Point Park, 2990 Bay Boulevard Northeast, and at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. at the main campus of Trim Nation, 2838 Palm Bay Road. This is the celebration everyone will be talking about. You don't want to miss it. See you there. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at The Word of Truth at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 2460. That's reference number 2460. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you, and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior.
he's mighty and strong, and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer.